Some neighbors were saying way too loud. That's only in the moment. You supposed to be up cooking breakfast or somebody. That's like an alarm clock. the latest edition of uh, everyone's favorite nascar podcast loose lug nuts uh, i'm here with uh, tyler pig we couldn't find evan i don't know he's something about mardi gras and goats and the beads are all on the goat I, and he, from what i hear he might not be on the preview episode for the next weekend so i i don't know if we're gonna have to write him off the show like are we gonna have to like go find him in like a pond or a bayou and like uh metairie or something <laughs> we might i think we're gonna write him off the show like cousin oliver on the brady bunch <laughs> <laughs> or uh max on uh say by the bell um Just... if he doesn't show i mean he hasn't he hasn't uh written a rundown in like six months so i don't know who he's not carrying much weight right now but we had a great weekend in Daytona. He watched it. Like he kept uh ruining it for me. I was waiting to watch it. Um, because I couldn't watch it live and he just kept ruining it for me. But uh he, I know he, he kept, watched it. <laughs> he watched the five hundred and then said, I'm gonna go to this Zydeco Mardi Gras in Monroe, and then he's not to be heard from again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh you watched, I think, more of the qualifying than I did. Uh how'd that go? Hey, I was spot on, TD, in my uh, uh, pick that Alex Bowman was going to have a really good qualifying run and run with Kyle Larson, so I'm glad they played onto the storyline from the preview pod. You know, here's the hard thing for me about qualifying at Daytona or Talladega. It is such a hard track to qualify at because you just don't know what you're going to get without it actually being run in a pack of cars. Um, but the Hendrick cars were really strong. They were the fastest throughout. Thought Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson looked really smooth. Jimmy Johnson, Travis Pastrana, they were the two guys out of the open six cars that made it. They beat my pick because I did not have Jimmy Johnson making it. And as we get to the podcast, he looked pretty good, actually, in his return to NASCAR. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we're going to get into the duels a little bit. But uh, spoiler alert, the one of the freaking duels took out. I should have learned this. I should have learned this. Long shot pick needs to be a charter car. Got to pick the charter car. Got to pick a charter car because I – I picked a winner, but it was the wrong race. Uh, spoiler alert on that one, too. So the the first duel, duel number one, I think it's called, pretty clean race. Blaney, uh, uh, he led 30 of the first 31 laps, and then Logano led the last 28. Christopher Bell makes the last lap run at it, but uh, Blaney pushes his teammate Logano for the win. Zane Smith finishes eighth, so he's the... Uh, the open guy that gets in, poor Chandler Smith, finishes 18th. Uh, he's not going to be in the big one. 
Second one got a little more dicey and some questionable, just a questionable uh, move by our friend Daniel Suarez. Um, first of all, we got a yellow uh, yellow flag pretty early. Justin Haley's window came out uh, for a debris caution. I think they had this issue last year in a race. I want to say uh, Pollock had a window come out, and you got to go back. It's a fake window. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't do anything, but you got to have it in there. So they had to have the... Uh, uh, go in and have the window put in. Um, a lot of jostling, a lot more than the first race. We had Larson, Amarola, and Kyle. I, do I have to say Kyle Bush anymore? Yeah, I guess for like precedent's sake, you have to. You know, it was the first time on the scroll this week, TD, that yeah. it just said Bush. Yeah. And I did take me a couple double takes. Well, where's Kurt Bush? And then yeah. I remembered he's retired. So the first 40 laps, they jostle. Then 20 to go, we get the move. You can describe what happened there. Yeah. Daniel Suarez decided to just take on Mr. Bush, Kyle Bush out front. Caused a big wreck and took out Austin Hill, so he won't be in the race, which is a shame because he was running really well. Yeah. And then in Connor Daly's little putt-putt car uh, makes the race despite finishing a lap back. I was really – I almost thought, TD, he was going to get black flagged because he was so far off the pace. Yeah. Um, and then and they go. Then Riley Herbst and Travis Pastrana got a little bit of a dinger together. Um, and that was a little more dangerous than a hell melon, like you're about to talk about. It was a little bit of a risky move there by Riley Herbst and Travis Pastrana. Well, no, the, the risky move was because this was part of the thing. Oh, sorry, on the Suarez deal. Yeah. But yeah. Suarez, that move was to me, that's worse than the hell melon. Like, and Kyle Bush. Of all people, like I, I, we, he's had the worst luck at Daytona in duels, yeah. and then Daniel Suarez just comes from behind and just. When I thought Thursday night, I thought there's no way Kyle Bush is going to be good on Sunday with that and, wreck. And to do, yeah, and to do that with twenty to go, like what are you doing? You, you don't want to be out front anyways. You never want to be out front near the end of the race. You want to be second or third. Um, and Pastrana sent a text message to Connor Daly telling him he was welcome because Pastrana is the guy that he didn't mean to, but he's the guy that ran into Austin Hill and knocked him out. So we get Larson now, Marola play hot potato with the lead for the next 10 laps, six to go. Sindrick and Todd Gillen join the fray. Gillen leads with two to go. And like we said, you don't want to be leading near the end. He's leading near the end, but Al, Al Marola makes his move as they're taking the white flag. Ty Gogan gets loose with a bad push from Larson. Gillen saves it. He avoids a wreck that would have knocked out a lot of cars. Um, a lot of people would have had a lot of work to do on uh, Friday and Saturday. Almarola wins with relative ease as Cendric doesn't have anyone to push him. So your winners of the duels are Logano and Almarola. I think the duels are useless. It's I, a TV event. I don't even think it's a like I don't even think it's a TV <laughs> like I just I don't get there's no drama like it I don't get why cars put effort in it partly because it's a 200 lap race 500 miles you can qualify 40th and get to the front yeah as we saw Kyle Bush do yesterday he was in a backup car started 40th and cranked all his way up to, to third place. And well, I'm going 
I'm going to ruin the Xfinity race as Austin Hill did in the Xfinity race. He started in the back and he was at the front midway through the first stage. So I like, I don't know what you're racing for. It was big back in the eighties when there weren't charters and you had to race hard to get in. Now the only people that really needed to race hard were the open guys. And one of them was racing hard and he gets taken out by a slap ass. Yeah. And it's only worth like it they tried to make it worth something by putting some stage points on it. It's basically worth a stage. Yep. So the winner gets 10 points down to one point for 10th. Like, is it worth like wrecking to get 10 points? I don't and to start third. Like, I don't and, get and is it worth in your Kyle Bush's case? I was I heard the story today on the Sirius X and NASCAR show driving into work. The RCR guys, they had to pick a guy who was going to get a wreck. They only brought one backup car. It sure wasn't Kyle Busch. The whole thing was decaled out to be Austin Dillon's car in case he got a wreck. Now, they obviously going to change the wrap. But there's still not a lot of backup cars rolling around in NASCAR right now. The next-gen change. So then you become – it just creates more issues with the Sunday race, the pinnacle of NASCAR, the great American race, when you have 40 cars who can get in a wreck. And then completely shuffle the deck when we and then we get someone like Connor Daly who was moving like about as fast as some golf carts in the Daytona infields yeah. and he makes the race. Because to your point, Chandler Smith and Zane Smith were fantastic in dual one. Chandler Smith just couldn't catch a break at the end, and then he finishes 18th, he's out. Yeah. So then we get to the actual race. Uh they uh Daytona 500, the big one. I personally feel like Jimmy Johnson. And Joey Logano were at a disadvantage because they gave the command to start the engines and they're not in their car. So their cars didn't start. We were watching it live and my wife looked at me and said, wait a minute, how are they, who's starting their cars? Because the whole point is to be in the car and they give the command. I don't know. Yeah. It just felt a little, and then, and then apparently like Matt Kenseth had like a, had like a, like a, an event somewhere. He wasn't there. Daryl yeah. Waltrip wasn't there. Kelly Arbor is probably 90 years old, and I get why he's not there. Yeah. But I, it was a very odd at the end. I don't know if you noticed. It was like, here's the past champions in Daytona 500 winners. And by the way, Matt Kent is playing golf somewhere this weekend. Like, well, was- and I, I saw a tweet. I don't know if it was from Daryl Waltrip or someone was talking for Daryl Waltrip, but he said he had something at home he had to be there for. It to me sounded like someone in the family had a medical thing. I just, and to me, Driver, start your engines. The more people you get, the worse it is. The worse it is. Because you can't time up the thing. You're going to do it really fast. Gentlemen, start your engines. Or drivers. For the Daytona, you could do gentlemen. There weren't any women's in it. Um, Drivers and Danica, start your, like, the more people you get doing it. Like, even the the, the beef one, they had three people doing it, and it was bad because they couldn't sync up. Get one person. Make it some badass guy with a really deep voice. The, did up. you watch the one? Did you watch the duel? The second race when they did it, and they had like the three guys that were for that uh, the company that was sponsoring it. And uh, I can't. I think it was like blue green or something. And yeah. the, the like chief marketing officer, their CFO, and like some other guy out there. And I kept thinking, why? Like, why are we picking these three guys to do this? Yeah. Let's just find someone like the celebrity guy. Like, just find somebody 
Yeah, get the guy singing that. Get, get the one guy to sing the anthem to do it. It is. I don't know. Well, it it's is. part of the. It's part of the sponsorship. You get to throw a slap ass out there to say it. The best one all weekend was the Arca one. The guy was really into it. It was a really good gentleman. Start your engine. I actually put Arca at the bottom of the thingy because I watched the race. Because um, we're going to talk Frankie Munoz, aren't we? Well, a little bit. Like the race in general, I want to say it was pretty good, but then I remembered there was a lot. There was like a really long red flag. It ended up being like a two and a half hour, three hour race. Although they ran more green flag laps than the fucking truck race. (laughs) But anyhow, I digress. On to the Daytona 500. That's what we're all here for. Hendrick Motorsports, they're out front early. Bowman and Larson are controlling things uh, for the first dozen laps. And then lap 13, uh, Christopher Bell looking pretty strong on the outside. It's the first time all week that a Toyota has led a lap during Speed Week. A little note there for you. Um, he leads 19 of the next 22 laps. I might have missed it. The broadcast missed it. Ty, Ty Dillon, as to be expected in the Spire Motorsport car, no offense to Spire Motorsports, because Corey LaJoy was running at the end, but uh, his engine goes on lap 26. He's not in the race. Not a peep from anybody. Pop Pop probably didn't care because it wasn't in his car, but uh, Mike Joy didn't care either. It was uh, it was mentioned about twenty about ten laps later when we went hit the pit cycle with uh, eleven Fords who decided to dive bomb off turn four, and then it was that hey everybody's made their pit stop here the Fords and by the way Ty Dillon his engine blew up a lot twenty six, but during that whole cycle Travis Pastrana out in front for two laps by his lonesome half they cycle through the Toyotas come in front around front again but the pack of fours that pitted first they were on the move and made a pretty big move to get back up in the front part of the pack to, uh, as we close out stage one yep um we get uh bubba wallace had a rough uh pretty rough day um he gets bumped into the wall by uh truex and lap 53 uh it knocks him all kilter uh, and during this move, Truex takes the lead. He won both stages last year. Will he win another? And uh, we're on the longest green flag start in uh, Daytona 500 over the last 15 years. I'm guessing that's since stages started, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, it ended up being almost 65, 70 laps of continuous uh, green flag traffic. And I don't know about UTD when you went back and watched it. It was some of the cleanest racing I've watched in Daytona in a long time. Because I remember, you know, year, a couple of years ago where it felt like every five laps. It, it was back. clean and it didn't get the three lane, like three wide very often, which I think mm-hmm. is the big reason. Um, I don't know if they've realized something with the next gen car, but they very rarely got the three wide. And uh, what it ended up doing, though, and it sort of screwed up, like a lot of people complain about it. No yellow flags, no time to have commercials. So a lot of green flag commercials. Um, I honestly did, didn't notice it because I watched it later. I just kept fast forwarding through the commercials. There was a but, lot of NASCAR side by side, especially with about five to go in each stage. Yeah. So it's single file with three to go in the stage, uh, two to go. They're approaching lap traffic. And that holds up Eric Amarola wanting to make a run for it. He's not able to. And in the top lane, the Toyotas get effed up by the uh, the lap traffic. That uh, allows Brad Kozlowski to take advantage. He wins the stage. 
Uh, Priest, Busher, Harvick, and McDowell round out the top five. I believe those are all Fords. Yep, all Fords. Yep, and then we get uh, Gibbs, Jimmy Johnson, uh, Eric Amarola, Martin Truex, and Todd Gillen round up the top ten. During the stage break, uh, Bubba's uh, crew looks, and they find the tow link is bent on his car. He's going to need to get that fixed. Um, Fords are in the top five uh, to start the stage. Uh, we got Kozlowski, Priest, uh, Priest Lightning. That's his nickname now, apparently. Almarola, Harvick, and Busher and Logano. That's one, two, three. That's actually six. They juggle the lead for 50 laps. It's just Fords uh, juggling the lead. Kozlowski leads 32 of them, including at the midway point. It seems like Connor Daly is 12 laps uh, laps back, which is to be expected. Good thing he got in instead of Austin Hill. Might as well let Jennifer Joe Cobb racing in, you know, at this point. Now, I was hoping you were going to make like a Dave Marcus reference, but Jennifer, uh, <laughs> Jennifer Joe Cobb works too. I, you uh, know. I just wish Austin Hill would have been in this race. Yeah. He, he he wouldn't have been the top five car, but at least been more competitive than seeing he somebody might, Like He might have been. Beard always puts fast cars out for this. That's and, true. And he he does very well in the Xfinity race uh, or, uh, the day before. The, far, the Fox pylon, I they never gave how far back the cars were, like, ever. 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 We never. We never heard it, and I think maybe part of that was that there was never really like a true, a true, true second pack that developed. You know, used to yeah. back in the day, we, we would see two packs of cars or two uh, two packs of, of of groups form. We never saw that, but um, well, like there's really times hard. I was trying to figure out if Bubba Walls lost a lap or like he had issues. Like, did he lose a lap? There's another was, he, he had to pit during a green flag cycle. I didn't see if he lost a lap. You don't know who got the lucky dog, or they tell you who got the lucky dog, and you didn't realize they were lapped down because no one told you they were lapped down. So yeah, it was frustrating. There was occasionally they'd go to the the grid up top and it would have it, but it was mm-hmm. very infrequently. The pylon never had it, especially when they went side by side. Uh, well, so, you, if we go back to stage one really fast, no, I had no idea AJ Allmendinger was trying to fight for the lucky dog when he oh, yeah. split the pack in the middle. Yeah. I had no idea he was a lap down. Didn't know how he got a lap down. And yeah, because so they it didn't was, tell you. Yeah, it was odd. When it really irritated me when they went to green flag pits, because you, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> we could go on and on. And then Fox actually took away the pylon during the pit cycle. Like when the they started pitting, the pylon. It's like some equipment didn't show up to Daytona. It's like you got stuck in Charlotte somewhere. So you're watching the race. They're green flag pit cycles, and you don't know who's pitted yet. And you like, I, I didn't know Travis Pastrana was in the lead until I got the cumulative report, and I read it, and it said he had led two laps. So come on, Fox, come on. We're, we don't need to be talking how bad the Fox broadcast is just yet. We haven't talked about going to like Vegas or Fontana yeah. this weekend or. Anyways, okay, well, I got one more bitch session about Fox because lap 119, <laughs> they go to Fox side-by-side. Side. As soon as they go to Fox side-by-side, side, there's immediately a crash. And to me, you can pull out of Fox side-by-side. Side. You could say, hey, 
we owe you a commercial. We'll get it to you. But this is really important. They not only go to Fox side-by-side, it's the longest Fox side-by-side I've ever seen in the history of Fox side-by-sides. And they show these cars spinning. They show the Guns N' Roses car going backwards. And you don't know why he's going backwards. And two of the people in the race were... Some people might have picked Chase Elliott to win this race. Yeah. And Tyler Reddick ran really well at Daytona last year. And Eric Jones was somebody's long shot pick yeah. on this podcast. I just don't know how they didn't pull out of that and say, oh, my gosh, look at this wreck. It's the first wreck we've had all day today. Yeah. In 100 and something laps. And then, okay, we're taking a commercial break. It was very odd. Very, yeah. very odd. And we we know how they make sausage in the TV business. You can make up a commercial later on. You can make up a side-by-side. You have 130 laps left to make up the side-by-side. And they did not. And it was it was just awful look. That's my last Fox bitch session. Yeah. Eight to go. Well, this all happens. There's about eight laps left in the stage. So we get some short pitting. Three to go in the stage. Chastain's in the lead. That was someone's... Uh, Pick, who picked Chastain? That was you. You picked Chastain, so you're probably excited. I he picked said, he, you picked Chastain and you picked Bowman as your long shot. Yeah, you're right. I did. I was I was so hung up on Alex Bowman earlier. I forgot I actually picked Ross Chastain, and it was also the first time with three to, three to go in the stage that we saw Ross Chastain on the television screen. Yeah, well, you know, why would you show him? The, you have uh, Chase Elliott, everyone's favorite person, and Kyle Busch. Um, so three to go in the stage. Chastain leads on the inside, Bowman on the outside. You could go two for two. They're neck and neck with the one to go. Not much crazy stuff at the line, like very late, headed to the, the start finish line. Cindric tries to start a third line. Third, first time we'd actually seen it all day, I think. Yeah. It gets him in the fifth place. He's unable to edge out uh, the two guys out front. So Chastain wins the uh, uh, stage. Edges out Bowman, and then it's Stenhouse, Logano, Sindrick, top five, Truex, Byron, Dinger, uh, Busher, and Bell in the top ten. Chris Busher, he's doing something he didn't do at all the last few years. He picked up some stage points in both stages, which is pretty good. Plus, he picked up stage points in the extra stage, the the duel. So yeah. He got a lot of stage points. He, I think he had the second most points this weekend, so... Um, um about really... this about this point, I was really regretting my comments that RFK was really struggling after Brad Kozlowski won stage one, and then Chris Busher came back from the back of the pack after the short pitting to get into the top five to get some stage points. Um, I, I apologize, Brandon Lee, if you're listening. Uh, you guys proved me wrong. Uh, Chris Busher was really good this weekend. <laughs> and then uh, stage three, Bubba Wallace, who had issues early in the race, he's going to start out front, even though I never knew if he was one lap down or two laps down or three laps down. Um, he's going to be out front. He's got Chastain, Bell, and Gregson. Oh, they all had penalties. Those penalties. guys, they had won everything. There was a tire loose, spinning, guy over the wall early. So those three guys. Uh, Travis Pastrana went through too many pit stalls. On oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you if you got a checklist of every rule you could break on pit pit lane this weekend, they yeah. got hit this weekend. We don't get much uh, racing in because we get a tire carcass on the track. The track belong or the carcass belongs to Ryan Blaney, whose car has a lot of duct tape on it or bear bond, bear bear bonds, bear bonds. 
Yeah. <laughs> we restart with 57 to go. It is Almirola and Busher. They're playing hot potato with the lead for the next 32 laps. 29 to go. Wallace has to pit uh, under green flag. It was uh, sort of unexpected. He'll be by himself for a while. There was some talk of some people being able to get to the end uh, at with 57 to go. I didn't see how that was possible. Like you would, have, you would have needed a bunch of yellow flag uh, stops at that point. Why wouldn't you pit? But anyhow, 24 to go. RFK pits along with uh, guys like Almirola and uh, Priest. Uh, Logano and Briscoe wanted to come, but they were unable to. They were stuck on the outside. Uh, 23 to go. We get the four of the Toyotas. They're not really tight when they leave, so that sucks for them. 22 to go. We get a hodgepodge. 21 to go. 23XI and Hendrick come in. And then the last one, uh, 20 to go. Uh, another just hodgepodge, everyone who's left over. Ricky Stenhouse. Too fast exiting. He has to repit his chances to win. Could be over question mark. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. After they cycle through, we got Harrison Burton. I don't know if you know this. Wood Brothers next win 100. And their last win at Daytona was Trevor Bain. And that was win number 98. This could be it. Harrison Burton uh, is in front. Logano and Byron uh, with him. But <laughs> they're out front, but there's a pack hauling ass and coming at them. And they get caught up, and there's a wreck. And the people caught up in the wreck include McDowell, Ryan Priest, who was having a great race, mm-hmm. Priest Lightning. Kevin Harvick is his last chance to win a uh, Daytona 500. Although I think he could come back like Jimmy Johnson. So never say never. Martin Truex gets caught up in it. Uh, Yeah. So we're going to have a restart with 13 to go. Harrison Burton, semi teammates with Logano. He is allegedly supposed to get in front of Logano, but he doesn't. 12 to go. Dinger out of nowhere. Uh, He's coming up. He, uh, he knocks Logano out of a line a little bit. He uh, uh, slips back. Burton gets sideways. He drops back. Ten to go. We got uh, Dinger and Larson on the bottom. But not enough push for uh, uh, Busher, who's trying to push uh, Kozlowski on the outside. RFK struggle a little bit. So Yeah, it was kind of two throwbacks. It was uh, RFK in front of RCR. Dinger drops back to 15. He splits the middle. Can't find any teammates. Four to go. Here comes RCR. Kyle Busch back from the dead. Uh, brings Austin Dilly and William Byron, William Byron with him. And then the Fords decided to screw the other Fords. Two Penske cars go with Kyle Busch. They split off the pack. And three to go. The Tootsie's car causes its second right big wreck of the weekend as Daniel Suarez brings out the yellow with a pretty smooth uh, spin out, but to, to get butt, gets stuck in the grass. And Richard Childers is pissed off and deep down. Yeah, pop, pop, I'm happy. It was a really tame, like, it is weird because they put out the yellow pretty quick for that. But when a, car, when a car's upside down, the flag doesn't come out right away and you got to go back to a TV monitor. Like, to me, the second the, 
the front tires get off the wheel that should be the yellow flag but well and i thought too like going with four to go and when uh kyle bush and dylan and austin dylan got t- got teamed up and then byron was a really good pusher all day yeah i thought it was over to my to be honest with you. If, it, yeah. if it stayed green i was like there no one's catching these guys and then all of a sudden there goes daniel suarez and it was a quick yellow it's like nascar realized hey there's two laps to go if they hit the yeah. uh, checker hit the, hit the line here so let's go to overtime yeah, uh, we get a restart because it's NASCAR overtime. Uh, we restart. We got Ricky Stenhouse. Uh, he's going to start out front. I think he might win. He's got a shot. He's got a shot. We thought, you know, when he uh, did that pit speeding uh, thing he was done for, but never at Daytona, you're never out of it. He gets the push by Larson, who's a really good friend, uh, and that gets uh, Ricky past Logano, but no. Big wreck, Pop Pop's grandkid gets loose with a push from Byron. He takes out Keselowski um, and Harrison Burton. Uh, no number 100 win. Riley Herps, my guys in the wreck. Noah Gregson, William Byron, Jimmy Johnson, Ross Chastain. Once again, more cars wrecked in this incident than in the Hell Melon <laughs> incident that mm-hmm. got banned for life. Uh, and we also get no repeat winner as Sindrick is knocked out. Um, so we're going to have NASCAR double overtime. Then this is when it gets a little weird. Mike Joy, I think, is losing a step. He mentions, <laughs> like, I would not mention this publicly. He said that he told someone pre-race to watch out for Connor Daly. Did he mean Austin Hill again? Did he forget Austin Hill didn't make the race? I don't know. Like, what was he watching all speed week? Like, what was oh. he watching? They were trash. Uh, seven drivers got to put gas in because uh, they uh, went uh, a little longer than expected. We're going to have Larson on the inside. We're going to have Stenhouse on the outside. Uh, Almendinger is, he's way back. He doesn't give a very good push to Larson and Bell, so there's no energy on the inside. Bush and Logano are giving Stenhouse a pretty good push out top. As they take the white flag, though, Larson gets turned by Travis Pastrana. He brings out the yellow, and as he brings out the yellow, Stenhouse and Logano are battling for the lead. We're going to have to review it. And I, there's got to be a yellow flag, and there's got to be like a yellow-green flag. Like on the last lap, there should be a yellow-green flag, and everyone in front of the accent can haul ass and everyone behind the accent has to stop because it's all arbitrary. What happened to just racing back to the line like the old days? Yeah, well, yeah. Then, I, just, I, was, I, I, I mean, mean, I could sort of see why yellow comes out because there's still cars like Connor Daly. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Connor Daly's puttering along. There's still Connor Daly's back there, and you don't want him running into who was upside down. I forgot who was upside down. Somebody was upside, upside down. down. Yeah. Or am I thinking about the Xfinity? Oh, well, yeah, it's, oh God, we ruined it. But anyhow, yeah, so they got to go to review. They go to review. This one's quicker than some of the other reviews. Stenhouse wins. Logano misses out on back-to-back. He finishes second. Bell, his best finish ever at Daytona in third. Busher in fourth. Alex Bowman in fifth. Uh, we get Dinger in sixth, Suarez in seventh, Blaney eighth, Chastain ninth, and Riley Herbst tenth. 
just to review who everyone picked, you had Chastain as your winner. He uh, finished ninth. You had Bowman as your long shot. Really a long shot? Come on. Come on. I mean, he's in a Come contract on. year. Well, not anymore, but he wasn't a contract year. He, uh, he's fifth. Uh, Evan, uh, who we're going to still consider part of the show. We'll, we'll, I don't know. Uh, he, he picks Bubba Wallace. He finished 20th. His long shot, Corey LaJoy, actually outperformed 16th. Denny Hamlin was my winner pick. He finished 17th. Austin Hill. Uh, yeah, he didn't make the race. As Chilling in the trailer. Shot. So I you, will say won, this. you won if, that one. You if, like, if you would have told me that not the top five, the top five actually, I thought Christopher Bell was really good all day, led some laughs. Christopher Chris Busher was really good. Uh, Alex Bowman was really good early, hung hung around. If you would have told me though that the six through ten after all those wrecks in the last twenty laps would have been Dinger, Daniel Suarez, Ryan Blaney, who barely had a had enough tires to finish. Ross Chastain, who was in another wreck, and then Riley Herbst, who is nowhere to be found except for spinning out on pit lane. Well, if and that if, would have been six through ten, I wouldn't have believed you. And for as good as they ran all day, I only see three Fords in the top. No, four. Yeah. I got Riley Herbst. Well, they got all wrecked out too. Kozlowski got wrecked oh, out. Oh yeah, Harvey got wrecked yeah. out. Um, who else am I thinking of? Harrison Burton actually ran pretty well. The yeah. twenty laps, he was in front. Um, that was the one thing I, I thought midway through the race, I thought this was going to be a Ford show. I thought Joey Logano yeah. was going to be up there as he was at the end. Austin Cindric had some really good um, lap times in the middle of the race. Yeah. Um, Priest was Priest was I thought Ryan Priest was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, he's back in NASCAR where he needs to be. Michael McDowell was basically a top ten contender the yeah. entire day. Um, I really thought entering stage two or ending stage two, I'm like this is going to be a Ford Ford race. But uh, the Chevy and the Kroger card. Do we get free Kroger groceries? By the way, you may ask. Like <laughs> I, I need card. to jump on. I need to jump on the app. I actually go Krogering, um, which I guess gets me kicked out of Texas since I don't go to HEB. Um, but yeah. So the standings after week one, if the season ended today, a lot of ticket holders would be pissed. But uh, <laughs> the people in the chase would be Stenhouse. As the winner, rest of the field would be Logano, Busher, Bell, Bowman, Chastain, Blaney, Harvick, Almendinger, Truex, Kozlowski, Suarez, Almarola, Sindrick, LaJoy, and Larson. In the rookie battle, I think that we'll be highlighting all year, Ty Gibbs is four points ahead of Noah Gregson. They both finished in the 20s, I want to say. Hey, did you notice Ty Gibbs at all? I actually noticed Noah Gregson more in the habits. Of Ty Gibbs season. was uh, Ty Gibbs was up front in the first the, stage. Yeah, the yeah the first stage. Yeah, I didn't see him much, and they, they I might have also missed it. They very they didn't do like a through the field very often at all. Ever, which once again hard to do at a super speedway because everyone's always changing. But, yeah, very few updates on what anyone outside the top 20 was doing, which is a little annoying. But just looking up something here, which is always good radio. Um, so the rookies we had. Gregson finished 20. They finished back-to-back, to back, uh, 24th and 25th. Gregson 24th, Gibbs 25th. So Gregson finished ahead of him, but Gibbs got the 
stage break points in uh, stage one for finishing sixth in the stage. So that'll be a rookie battle we'll keep our eye on all year. Uh, next, one of my favorite uh, names for a race, uh, you'll see Beef It's What for Dinner 300. Austin Hill, last year's winner, is on the pool along with uh, Parker Kligerman and the Big Machine Racing 48. Row 2, Cole Custer back in Xfinity after he had a successful run there four, he's, four years ago, I guess, because he's, yeah, he's been up for three years. Uh, Sheldon Creed, uh, a lot of people around here were all jonesing over Creed. Uh, Justin Allgaier and Daniel Hemrick. Cars that didn't qualify, very sad. Dexter Stacy, Josh Balicki. Josh Balicki, you want to say ran just about every race last year. Same with Garrett mm -hmm. uh, Smithley. Timmy Hill doesn't make it. Alex LeBay, uh, the Canadian, very sad. Ryan Vargas. Uh, we got Blaney up in the booth. Blaney looks casual fly. Dylan looks a little bit like a goat. <laughs> I actually thought Ryan Blaney was pretty good on there the entire time. I think he might actually have a career. There we thing. go. Probably like 20 years from now, but I think it's yeah. really good. Austin Dillon, not. Let's stick to the TV show, man. Yeah. Uh, Pre-race, uh, we get battery issues for Jeb Burton. Uh, they allow him back in at his regular spot, I believe. And then Austin Hill has radio issues, but his radio issues come up so late that he has to start at the back. So, um, very sad friend of the program. <laughs> Bailey Curry brings out a yellow on lap seven. I thought it was uh, like last year was an upgrade to GD or JD Motorsports. It's not a hard to upgrade from Mike Carmen Racing, although it's got a different name now. Uh, but I thought it was a step up, but engine blew up. So, you know, and you don't want your engine to blow up when you're in the XFL equivalent of the Super Bowl for Xfinity Racing. Yeah, it's like the FCS championship compared to the yeah. CFP. There are people watching this thing. Don't don't mess it up in the first quarter. <laughs> so uh, lap 21, we get Sam Mayer runs over Blaine Perkins, and he takes Perkins and Daniel Hemrick out of the race. Mayer spent a lot of the last couple of years uh, bitching about how Ty Gibbs drives, and then he does a Ty Gibbs move. Um, he watched some uh, Ty Gibbs YouTube videos in the offseason. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. yeah, don't throw stones, I think's the saying. We get some short pitters. Alex or uh, Justin Algar and John Hunter Nemechek juggle the lead for the first 25 laps. We restart with five to go. Haley leads a lap, and then it's Austin Hill who started the race out back. Once again, this is why the duels, I think, are useless because um, you can get to the bell. Like, why well, ruin a car in the duel? Um, you can get from the back to the front uh austin uh he has a super uh light block on all guyer all guyer could have whipped uh wiped him out he chose uh discretion is the better part of valor uh and then uh, at the break he says tell us spotter thanks for being an idiot so he seemed to have blamed it on uh uh austin hill spotter instead of uh austin hill himself uh, but that, I mean, that was out front. And if that wreck happens there, oh, uh, Connor Daly might win the race. Yeah, there may have been like 10, <laughs> 10 cars left in that whole race. <laughs> so we get Austin Hill wins the stage, followed by Chandler Smith, Justin Allgaier, Justin Haley, Jeb Burton in the top five. Creed, Barry, Kligerman, Nemechek, and Snyder round out the top 10. Stage two, your guy, Creed. We're looking front, good. Out front with Mayer. 
Uh, lap 40, we get the holy poop, though. I'll let you take it since you're the one that probably cried. Yeah, I did. Sheldon Creed gets loose to the push from Parker Clearroom and takes out Ryan Ellis and also almost knocks out Seven Parsons. Justin Allgaier gets scraped up in it, but no major damage. We restart lap 46. Mayer and Kligerman back in front, juggling the lead. And then lap 50, he's back again. Austin Hill back in the lead. And the rest of the race, he was in business. Tough day, though, for Sheldon Creed when he got knocked out. The, he ran really well the first 40 laps. I felt pretty good about my pick. Yeah. How well him and Austin Hill looked. And then. And Austin uh, Dillon was all giddy up in the booth because Pop Pop's cars were uh, doing Pop well. Pop's cars running good. But uh, Parker Kligerman just little. It, who was a good pusher in this race, got a little too aggressive and loosened up Sheldon Creed and in the wall. Yeah, Hill uh, spends the rest of the stage fighting off three jo uh, junior motorsports cars, uh, Mayor Jones and Allgaier, along with Fast Pasta, who was up front pretty much the whole race, being fast like Pasta is. Allgaier wins the stage, though. He uh, makes a late move to get by. We got Mayor Hill, Brandon Jones, and Brett Moffitt in the top five. Barry Herbst, Nemechek, Custer, and Jeb Burton. At the end of the stage, Jeb Burton nearly takes out Fast Pasta and Sammy Smith. Uh, they're able to save it. Sammy Smith goes through the grass, but uh, appears to be no damage. He'll get that later, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we get the final stage, lap 67, uh, restart. Uh, two names we've seen a lot, Allgaier and Austin Hill out front. I keep saying Austin Hill like Timmy Hill's walking around. Um, 45 to go. We got a big group, including Austin Hill Jr. Motorsports and Parker Kligerman. Uh, all pit at the same time, but Kligerman spins out, so he loses the group. 44 to go. We get a huge group of Toyotas and Fords pitting. Greg Galding leads a lap. David Starr leads two laps. So get that out of the way. When they cycle through, though, Josh Berry, he uh, passed his junior motorsports people while they were in the pits. Uh, that's I think that comes out and bite him in the ass later, does it not? Mm -hmm. It does, yeah. Well, we'll find out why he uh, was able to pass the other cars. Uh, he leads the lap. Uh, he leads on lap 79. 32 to go. C.J. McLaughlin spins out. He brings out the yellow. Allows the field to regroup, including Kligerman, who was really, really, really far away from the draft. Yep. Restart with 26 to go. Four junior motorsports cars are out in front and then put in uh, Barry in the lead. 24 to go. Austin Hill comes back out front, gets in that single file line. 12 to go. Parker Klerman's night is finally over as he runs Jeffrey Earnhardt into the wall. Uh, he tried to save it, uh, but uh, Jeffrey couldn't hang on to it, cut a tire. And then uh, uh, Klerman, who doesn't usually race, as Thomas says, I won't say it. He raced like an idiot in the last 15 laps. Yeah. Guy gets taken out too. He had the spin. He wrecked my guy Sheldon Creed in stage two. I think he almost also wrecked um, Josh Berry at one point too, or got him loose. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of stage two. Um, and then, you know, four to and go. They, and they, the they, ha they have an incident after the race. Now, they don't throw blows, but they have an argument that goes all throughout the garage. I think it went to one guy's hauler and then back to the other hauler. And at the end, uh, Kligerman throws his uh, spotter under the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, it, was, it was my spotter's fault. And then I would say four to go, he tries to get the bottom line, and they said, no, Parker, we're not putting you in the middle of this thing, buddy. You got hung out to drive and then got sent to the bank where he should have been the whole time. 
Yeah. And then three to go. We get junior motorsports. They are hounding Austin Hill pretty hard. Kligerman and Buford still can't get anyone to join them. Sorry, Jade, you're running with the wrong crowd. Uh, two to go. Justin Allgaier goes with Jones. Hill blocks. Barry gets into Jones and spins him out. Jones got the Ty Gibbs treatment from his new team. Actually, not really. Jones tried to throw a block and it was too late. Um, but like, it's funny because all last year during the NBC races, Junior's up in the booth like the last two years, and he always talks about how impressed he is that college road drivers work together, and his guys never do. No, and that was <laughs> the best part of last night was like I was waiting for that line to be or Saturday night that line to be said, and then that happened and. I hope Dell Jr. never brings it up the rest of the year. Yeah. And, <laughs> it's just because this move is with two to go. If you wait and make this move with one to go and two of your guys go on one side of Hill and two go on the other side of Hill and Hill has no one behind him, Hill drops by like an anchor and your guys are battling each other and one of your cards wins. One of your cards wins. But yeah, they never, but anyhow, we go to NASCAR overtime and this is where Josh Berry got in front of the, his teammates. Cause he didn't put as much gas in. <laughs> so Josh Berry runs out of gas. Um, Austin Hill has Alfredo behind him. All has teammate Sam Mayer behind him, which as we found out with junior motorsports doesn't mean much. Uh, Gray Galding is <laughs> so sad. He was going to finish in the top 10. He also runs out of gas. And then Alfredo runs out of gas. That leaves Austin Hill with no pushers. I'm a little worried Austin Hill's not going to be able to finish this off. Justin Allgaier leads as they uh, get the one to go. Allgaier is way out in front, probably too far in front. Uh, that gives uh, both Mayer and uh, Austin Hill a chance to uh, get a run on him. Mayer gets a big run. Uh, he tries to go high. Allgaier tries to block him, ends up spinning him into the wall. That leaves uh, my mayor's the guy who goes ass over apple cart. Flag does or the yellow flag does not come out as soon as he starts going ass over apple cart. It goes off like yeah. seconds later, like that wasn't going to be a huge pileup. Uh, like the guy's like, "Why well, should I throw the yellow? Should I not throw the yellow?" As Sam uh, Mayer's just screeching down the wall. Yeah. Uh, so when they threw it out, Austin Hill is in front of all guys. So Austin Hill gets the win. And the other guy who uh, finishes second, but a lot of people are like, hey, he was below the double yellow. John Hunter Nemechek, who we didn't hear from much of the race. Honestly, I know he was in the top 10 with two to go. Yeah, so what we get, we get Austin Hill back-to-back. -back. He wins because Junior Motorsports hasn't learned a thing from Colleg, despite watching him race the last couple of years. And John Hunter Nemechek finishes second, Algar third. Parker Retzloff, pretty impressive. First ever top five for him in just 10x finishing races. He finishes fourth, Myatt Snyder in fifth. Riley Herbst in uh, sixth, who... I picked him, so I got that going. You picked Allgaier, or no, 
Ed I picked Sheldon Creed. Creed. Ed Ed and picked Allgaier. You picked Sheldon Creed and finished 34, so you lost that one. Whoops. Um, anyhow, uh, Joe Graff Jr. in seventh, Ryan Sieg in eighth. So uh, Ryan Sieg Racing Cars finished seventh, eighth. Uh, pretty impressive for them. Cole Custer finished ninth. First time ever any series that Cole Custer finished top 10 in Daytona. How impressive is that for a stat? Yeah. Justin Haley rounds out the top 10. Uh, that seventh place finish is the best ever for uh, Joe Graff Jr., who has just uh, his third top 10 in 94 Xfinity races. The other two were at Talladega, so he's what they... Uh, it's the common denominator. <laughs> yeah. Standings here. We got Hill locked in. The other 11 are Allgaier, Nemechek, Herbst. Uh, rookies Chandler Smith and Parker Retzloff. And then uh, Myatt Snyder. Although I don't think Snyder is running full-time, so I screwed that one up. Burton, Joe Graff. Maybe he will, though. Maybe they're all like, oh, my God, you finished. Let's get you different rides. Piecemeal it together. Uh, Jeb Burton, Joe Graff Jr., Cole Custer, Brandon Jones, and Ryan Sieg. We get to the trucks. This was the worst NASCAR race I've ever seen. I had to watch it in, like, didn't watch it live. And then you said, hey, there's only, like, 37 laps of green flag racing. I thought, you know what, I'll just catch the, like, extended highlights on YouTube. <laughs> well, those might have been longer than the race. It may have been, to be honest. So, anyhow... Very impressive. Uh, rookie Nick Sanchez qualifies on the pole. Ty Majeski also on the uh, front row. In row two, it's Jack Wood running for KBM Motorsports, his first race for them. Christian Eckes, who replaced uh, Derek Krause in the number 19 uh, in row two. Corey LaJoy, Matt Craft in row three. Didn't qualify. Uh, Lawless Allen, rough. Nice Motorsports, a little rough. They're hitting hard times. Um, Brian Dozette, Todd Peck, Spencer Boyd, Caden Honeycutt, and poor Norm Benning. At least his hauler didn't get stolen this time, so we got that <laughs> going for it. Uh, first stage, stage one, early yellow on lap two because of rain, and then they go back to green for a lap or two, and then it goes back to yellow. Uh, first stage looks like it's going to be two laps. No, I lied. They're going to go back to green flag on lap eight. Nope. I lied again. They're going to go back to green flag on lap nine. Nope. Lap 10. Finally, they do the choose on uh, lap 11. So they go back to, to green on 12. <sighs> Eckes is looking good in the number 19. He gets a push from Matty D. Thor Sport also strong with uh, Majeski and Deegan pushing Crafton with one to go in the stage. Majeski leapfrogs Crafton and they go in front on the inside, but Majeski gets Crafton loose because he wants to pass him. Eckes wins a stage. It's Eckes, Crafton, Benedetto, Deegan, Sanchez in the top five. Rest of the top ten, Majeski. Well, I always write Majewski. I'm thinking of the magic man, Don, Don, uh, <laughs> of the Packers. Carson Hosover, Tanner Gray, Jack Wood, and Enfinger. Stage two, they run like five laps under yellow, so we're going to get 15 green flag laps max on stage two. Stuart Friesen, pretty, uh, he had an autism car, looked very beautiful because his normal trucks are awful. Like the paint job for his normal, it is so uninspiring. He finally has a nice paint job for a nice cause. He's out front with Tyler Ankrum. 
Lap 29. Cue the music. <laughs> for Luke Hillen. Uh, Haley Deegan done for the day. Uh, Clay Greenfield, I believe, started it. Uh, he takes out De- uh, Dean Thompson. Maddie D and Daniel Die get some damage, but they look like they can still run. Um, it was Greenfield getting loose in the middle, three wide. A lot more three wide in this than the other s- series. And then we get a red flag on lap 30. Yeah, it's just, it's raining. So then they, uh, it didn't rain enough to do a dead driver documentary, but it ran uh, red long enough for me to fall asleep. Uh, they come back, and I love when they do this. The whole reason you have red flag is you're drying the track off or whatever. But they come back, and they got to run a bunch of yellows. So more than half this race is going to be yellows. They restart with five to go, three to go. Huge save by Tyler Ankrum. He could have taken out the whole field, but he doesn't. But very sad. Stuart Friesen on the outside, he gets knocked into the wall. Ben Rhodes did the deed to him. Rhodes went outside with a push from Eckes, and then Friesen tries to block. He collects Kligerman and Cody Rohrball. Tyler Ankrum, Ankrum wins a stage under yellow. That's is how exciting this effing race was. Bama Buggies, <laughs> Chase Purdy, second, Crafton third, Sanchez fourth, Eckes fifth, Majeski sixth, Rhodes seventh, Enfinger, Jack Wood, and Carson Hosabar. Oh, God, just so uninspiring. I usually like the trucks. This is making me sad. They restart with 48 to go. Zane Smith out in front of Corey LaJoy. Maddie D pushes Zane Smith out front. Two Corys on the inside uh, don't get, a, or on the outside don't get a very good push. Uh, Corey uh, Haim trying to push Corey LaJoy. You ever see Lost Boys? Yeah, it's been a long time. That's, yeah. yeah. Corey, Feldman, Corey Feldman, the greater Corey, I guess, in that equation. Yeah, yeah. Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. This is Corey LaJoy. You know who hasn't seen Lost Boys? Evan. You ever see, no, Lic- shocker. You ever see License to Drive? Also has the Corys in it. No, I say they were in license to drive. You need to watch it pretty good. It's uh, yeah, I mean, Corey Hames in it, not Corey Heim. Uh, lap 58 announcer jinx. They're talking about uh, Raja Karuth impressing them every time they see him. He gets roughed up running in the middle lane. Zane Smith closes the door on him. Wreck almost takes out all three GMS uh trucks. It gets Daniel Dye and it gets Raja Karuth, but Enfinger threads the needle. Maddie D gets roughed up a lot, though. Restart with 36 to go. It's a re- uh, really weird uh, restart. Uh, only six were starting on the top lane. Every single other person was starting on the bottom. Um, and, uh, God, why did I write stacking pennies? Corey LaJoy must have did something there. <laughs> um, but, oh, yeah, Corey LaJoy is out front. But then he gets engulfed by Zane Smith and Tyler Ankrum and Corey LeJoy drops like an anchor at that spot uh, point. 33 to go. Rain brings out the yellow. They run 10 freaking laps under yellow, and then they go to red. 45-minute red flag. They call it. They run 79 laps. 41 of the laps are under a yellow flag, including 10 to end it. So it was a 95-mile race under green. It was, yeah. Like, it, I don't think the point should even, because it was so down. choppy. Like, I could see a race where you run 
like the first whatever half of the race nonstop under green and it's a pretty cool race and it's fluid and then you end it like after 55 percent of the race i can see that because they were this was just so choppy and there were yellows and reds and anyway zane smith he wins uh shortened back-to-back daytona winner you picked you picked him so celebrate celebrate i was gonna say one i picked him Two, Zane Smith is going to win another race, so he's we all felt pretty good about him being in the playoffs. I, you know, I think you've heard me say this, T. I don't think the truck should run in stages. I think there's the races aren't long enough. Yeah. And this is the perfect example of why, because when you get to the state, you obviously get the yellows. We were racing short chunks of time in the stages. Like, stage two was was – there may have been 20 minutes of actually green flag racing. Yeah. It's just not worth it to me. But I will say this. I thought our guy, uh, uh, Tom Majeski, was really good in the truck race. A lot of, uh, a lot of good potential for him. Green Finger was really good. Oh. I thought Chase Elliott actually was in the top 10, which yep. I didn't really know why Chase Elliott was running in this race, I guess, just for fun. But, you know, yeah. and go, go enjoy your Friday night in Daytona, man. But yeah, whatever. But, no, other than that, it was uh, – it just – I don't know. It just was not my uh, – it's just not very entertaining when that's the Friday night race you get into the trucks when it could just be a little bit better from NASCAR if we just didn't do stages. Yeah, I would like to uh, welcome Chase Elliott to the team. He, uh, I don't know if he'd been drinking Pepsi for the last 20-something years, but he's now on Team Coke. Uh, so welcome to the team. Look, you know, I'm a very diehard Hendrick supporter. My good friend Jeff Gordon and, uh, was the, the lead, like, ringleader of the Pepsi machine. Yeah. And it always hurt me as a kid because my dad was a big Dale Earnhardt guy and Dale Earnhardt had, you know, they had a pop-up Dale Earnhardt, like cardboard things, and there'd be Jeff Gordon with the Pepsi thing. So welcome to the good side, Chase. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> so you and, Austin, you and Austin Dillon, buddy. Yeah. So we get Zane Smith wins an awful race. Uh, Tanner Gray second. Christian Eckes third. Uh, Christian Eckes actually gets the most points in the race with 50. So huge uh, day for him. Uh Took some getting used to him in the number 19 because I was always Derek Krause and he would wreck people and people would be pissed. <laughs> Colby Howard in fourth, Grant Enfinger in fifth. That was my pick. Uh, Ty Majeski sixth, Tyler Ankrum seventh, Corey Heim eighth, Matt Crafton ninth, and Chase Elliott tenth. Uh, Evans pick, Ben Rhodes finished 11th. Uh, if the regular season ended today, Zane Smith locked in. Other nine would be Eckes, Crafton, Majeski, Angram, Tanner Gray, Grant Enfinger, Colby Howard, uh, Ben Rhodes, and Carson Hosever. A little quick, just going to wrap this up. I happened to watch it. I you probably didn't. Um, Arca race. Um, I wanted to see Freddie Moon, uh, Frankie. God, I kept calling him Freddie. I think he. <laughs> I, Frankie Munoz, he's the fastest in the practice. Uh, so Malcolm's not going to be in the middle, except for Malcolm is in the middle because he qualifies 16th out of 40. Very rarely do you see 40 cars in the 40 Arcus cars. Usually they're, the races have like 20 cars in them. It is a long 200-mile race because it had a 30-minute red flag, yellow flag break. Uh, and during the break, all sorts of crazy talk. Jamie Little's doing play-by-play. Austin Sindrick and Phil Parsons doing color. At some point, they show Mandy Chick, one of the drivers. I, 
I mean, that's her name. I'm not calling her a chick. Her name is Mandy Chick. I don't want people coming at me like Don, Don Lemon. Uh, but she had told people if she won this race, and this is even the Daytona 500. This is the ARCA 200. But if she won the race, her and her crew were all getting tattoos on their uh, butt cheek, which leads Jamie and Little to keep asking Austin. It was weird. She kept asking Austin Sindrick if he would also get a tattoo on his butt cheek. And Austin said no repeatedly. And I don't know why. Austin said no because I won the Daytona 500. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I did find it interesting. I found it pretty cool because in the race intro, like Jamie Little brought that up and asked where his ring was, like why he wasn't wearing his ring. And he's like, it's a new season. So apparently he won the wore the ring all last year and then nope, put it away. New season. I'm getting a new ring. I respect that. I, I respect that. Anyways, Greg Van Alst wins. Pretty cool story. The dude, like, you you have to do an ARCA. A lot of people need to have another job. He runs a company in Indianapolis that installs fences. And he actually put Jamie Little's fence in. Jamie Little uh, lives in Indianapolis. I believe she owns, like, nothing but cakes. Nothing but cakes. Yeah, I think she has some of those franchises or something like that, like a can- cupcake. She has like 10 or 11 stores out there. Um, some other notables who we'll talk about because they'll be coming up for one-offs. Uh, Connor Mozak, uh, we, uh, he finished second. LeVar Scott from Re- uh, Rev Racing, who's produced the likes of Bubba Wallace, Daniel Suarez, and Kyle Larson, finished fourth. Female drivers, Manny Chick finished fifth, so uh, no tattoos on Austin Sindrick's ass. Uh, Amber Balkan, another female, finished sixth. Frankie Munez finished 11th. So 11th out of 40, he finished three spots ahead of Natalie Decker. Natalie Decker uh, is able to buy some truck and Xfinity rides, so I'm hoping we see Malcolm in Xfinity and truck at some point. Yeah, might as well. Hey, I would enjoy seeing him in a truck race. Yeah, uh, it would. It would. It would be worth it. Uh, well, and I it, think he he uh, like he's handling this like he he doesn't want to just show up and run races. He seems to be handling this correctly, and uh, really exciting. It was uh, he was driving a hair club car, which they could have put Joey Logano. Man, hey, I when I lose my hair, I want to know. I need to know Joey Logano's hair plug guy. Yeah, uh, did you see the? Uh, there was a tweet. Uh, someone had mentioned that Joey Logano tweeted. Uh, many people haven't noticed, and they t- he said many people hadn't noticed he was losing his hair. <laughs> like, no, every person on earth noticed. Yeah, yeah, he's got a bad PR person. They somebody was telling him nobody noticed he was losing his hair. But <laughs> like, like I said, that's what that bonus is for, man. You got to use it somehow. Well, that was all a Daytona. I don't know. Truck race sucked. The both the finishes though finished under yellow. Little debatable. Little like the racing was cool. I thought racing was good in the Xfinity and the and the Cup. The endings left a little bit to be desired. Let's let them run to the finish line. Um, yeah, here, here's my thing on the 500. I like the truck race, not good. The you know, Xfinity race was really competitive. The two, three things on the truck on the 500 one, guilty, yes, get to the finish line. Two, um, 
we need to be really careful in the producer thing from the TV side point about NASCAR side by side. When you have the longest re- screen flag stretch in like Daytona history or like 20 something years. Yeah. Just get it back to the commercial so I know who wrecked. It's kind of a big deal. Third, I want to give a shout out to my long shot, Austin or uh, Alex Bowman. Did you know he was the first pole sitter to finish the 500 since Bill Elliott in 2001? Wow. How about that? Yeah, there you go. That's notes that we uh, don't often get. I meant to tell you that when we were talking earlier, uh, I thought, wait a minute, a pole sitter finished at the 500. That's usually like the kiss of death. Yeah. And he ended up, Bill Elliott was the last one to do it in 2001. So there you go. There's your fact of the day. But um, I actually thought it was a really clean race and a really good race for NASCAR because you had some younger drivers come up. Uh, there were some familiar faces, obviously. There was like 55 lead changes. Yeah. But the last three, the two overtimes, just it just sucked the juice out of a really good race. And then we're, we talked about it last week. Is this just going to become a thing where it's just a flash in the pan that wins the race? As we had Ricky Stenhouse win it. Austin Sendrick, jury's still out. Michael McDowell, Trevor Bain uh-huh. a couple years ago. This used to be a race for the guy, guys who – won championships won it now it's becoming who gets lucky in the overtime and gets gets the right push at the end yeah we'll see on to fontana though for the last time yeah so yeah we're headed to auto club speedway for the paula casino 400 um casino not like kitchen like uh, where you gamble money um so we'll preview that in a couple of days. I don't like I it sounds like Evan ain't gonna be on. He's talking something about double basketball double headers and the goat with the beads and uh but we'll be uh coming back at you a little excited. Uh I just pulled up the entry list and we got uh Todd Golan will be in the long John Silver's car. So <laughs> excited. <laughs> it's, it's, I haven't been back. to Long John Silver's in like 25 years, so maybe I'll uh, hit that up but we're going to take this out with the, a little bit of uh, – we haven't heard from Luke Hillen either, but his dad's going to sing this song, take us away. Thanks for joining me, Tyler. You really filled in. And I think we need to get a new logo like our our Twitter thingy has Evan on. I think we need to slap your face over that. And I'm going to actually get to change it on the RSS, put your name in the thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I go from being special guest to like special guest host. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think you're a host now. I think, I don't know how much we're going to be able to count on this other guy. Like he's uh, I know. ever since he moved to Louisiana, his uh, moves, moves to Louisiana falls in love with Mardi Gras. What are we going to do with him? Yeah, like Martin. You know, I I do St. Patrick's Day. I like I can only do one of the. I guess in Louisiana, when in Rome. So enough of our talk. We're going to let people uh, go listen to. Uh, one of them crime podcast uh you guys listen to those things learn how to kill people and get away with it and we'll be back with you in a couple days i grew up in texas where football was my game until that racing fever started burning in my brain when I was 13 and won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde. He built a car for me.
sponsored by Granddaddy Hillens Drilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. Has given me the brakes. I must admit she smiled a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance. I'll do the best I can for those who've given me. 